different narratives of globalization. I was watching on Bloomberg the other day Prime Minister Narendra Modi of India as he articulates his country's positioning in the 21st century and his viewpoints about global warming, terrorism, and globalization. Along with China, India is considered as a civilizational state, and as such, nation-states can learn a lot from the leaders and peoples of these two countries. From their very long history of statecraft and experience as a nation, nation-states can acquire wisdom and knowledge from China and India. Prime Minister Modi's speech about globalization reminded me of that particular chapter in the book of Stephen D. King's book, Grave New World, The End of Globalization, The Return of History. In that book, Stephen outlined different strands and narratives of globalization of the different competing communities' attempt to shape and master globalization in the course of human history. The first one and probably the most common narrative of globalization is that of the Western-originated globalization, which has its very roots from two world-changing events, the Black Death and the fall of Constantinople. These two pivotal events led Europeans to find new roads to reach Asia for trade and to find new ways to interact with the Great Khan in hopes of a consolidated counter-strike against the Islamic Empire, dividing Christian Europe and Khan's Asiatic strongholds. These two incidents incidentally led to the discovery of the New World, which paved way later on to the West's history of oppression, colonization, and imperialism. But at the same time, it led to the mighty leap in mankind's scientific and technological advancement. The second narrative of globalization is that of Chinese-style globalization. With the famed and legendary Silk Road, Chinese goods, commerce, arts, culture, and philosophy have reached from Hangzhou to Sichuan to Persia to Roma. Later on, with Admiral Tsunghe, Chinese reach and influence have not only cut across a vast swath of lands, but also upon miles and miles of sea lanes from Beijing all the way to the West Philippine Sea, to the Indian Ocean, and to the Arabian and African Seas. But something happened along the way to Chinese dominance and its early attempts to master globalization. The Chinese economy stagnated in the year 1400s as a result of excess local production and excess debts abroad. China became insular, inward-looking, just right at the same time as Europeans became aggress aggressively expansionist, exceptionalist, and outward-looking. Thereafter, China suffered years upon years of internal turmoil and international humiliation, first in the hands of Europeans and Americans, then in the hands of the Japanese, then on its own very hands, a bitter, bloody Chinese civil war. It was only in 1978 when China reopened to the world now, in 2018, after 40 years, a mere one generation, China's confidence and poise with all its economic accomplishments are back. But at the same time, I see a China distrustful of foreign powers and ever strategic in bringing to its full countries according to its own terms. 
I will continue the other narratives and version of globalization from the viewpoints of Islamic Ottoman, Islamic Persian, Russian, and African. In my next anchor.fn post, um, I'll, I'll discuss all of these things. And I think knowing these versions and narratives of globalization is rather important as we are fast entering a post-Western dominated multipolar world. Thank you.